is this? Ah, the French. For what reason? What is the charge? Eating a meal? A succulent Chinese meal? I'm here, Papa! Yippee-ki-yay, Mr. Falcon. First listen to the animal man, the Snoopy Snoopy poop dog. My wife hated me being a firefighter. We were divorced nine months later. If you don't mind my saying, I don't like your attitude one bit. Inspired. Six times I've now ruined my whiskey. I'm under I'm under what? I just want to do whatever serves the corporation best. The night, Mr. Watson. Gentlemen, this is the Democracy Manifest. Recording from a Ferris wheel at the Smogsville World's Fair. This is World Champion Podcast. My name is Brighton ASLC. And I'm Sean Black. We are two gentlemen who signed a bad contract with the Smogville World's Fair. We are now forced to present... Sorry, I'm just laughing because I glanced at your notes. (laughs) Anyway, we'll get to that. We are now forced to present the greatest podcast of all time, and we do so by discussing the only things we truly understand, fringe and forgotten pop culture and other mysteries of the universe. Now, today's topic, we're going to get to it. Right off the bat. Right. Since you've already referenced the notes that I've been taking. Yeah. Um, So a a few weeks ago, we discussed Last Action Hero, a uh, 90s movie that maybe had mixed reviews at the time. We were revisiting it. We do not do movie reviews on this program. Yeah. We solve problems. We solve mysteries. So we proactive. Yeah. So we will occasionally discuss movies. Um. And frankly, it's our most popular segment when we discussed, I mean, when we solved the Star Wars prequels, when we solved Last Action Hero. So we're probably going to be doing um, a lot more of this when we can get around to it, because here's the thing. Smogville Library has a very limited selection of talkies. Yes. And also a limited selection of, of books, because I was going to get into this later, but you can't actually get the book that this movie's based on at the library. No, you can't get Peter Pan. You can get um, Tropic of Capricorn, mm-hmm. Tropic of Cancer. Right, uh, all, all the tropics. Yeah. Oh, the story of uh, uh, whatever. You can get The Godfather. Mm-hmm. Basically, any book that's crosses the, the straddling the border of literature and smut. Right. And then we know it when we, when we see it. Yeah. But with Peter Pan, it makes sense because the idea of children that are like wild boys doing what they want with a child leader has got the coal baron scarlet with rage. Right. Even, even talking about that, like, wh- how are we going to run the coal mines? You know, if you got kids thinking about Peter Pan and, the, and Neverland. Yeah, it's the most banned book in Smogville. Yeah, so it was kind of difficult for us to do this. Uh, luckily, our old friend Jonas, who is still out there in the wild, he mm. is, he's gone rogue. He's like a Jason Bourne figure out there. That's I haven't a, seen him in about two years. Or if you have seen him, you didn't know it was him. Master of Disguise as oh, well. Probably, because that's what happened. Is This, this janitor mm. handed me a, a VHS copy of Hook, which right. is today's topic. Unrequested. And was, unrequested. And I was like, thank you. And then he, he looked at me and like pulled his glasses down his nose. Yeah, a twinkle and I, in his eye. Yeah. And I didn't, I didn't really pick up on it. But. Right. And we didn't, yeah. It's still, we did, we're not sure. Yeah. Oh, looking back on it, I wish I would have. Well, whatever. But this was actually uh, very much requested after Last Action Hero. Several people, really? at least one, at least one person said, next, talk about Hook. Okay. Hook, the 1991 Steven Spielberg classic. Let's spoil it right away. And I protested. I'm going to say as soon as this topic was brought up, I I kind of argued against it because I've always hated this movie. And I loved it as a child. It was, um, I saw it when it came out in the Mm -hmm. theaters. I read the novelization. Really? I saw it again on VHS a couple times. I I, I think I've mentioned this. I have every ticket stub 
It's cool. Of every ticketed event I've been to, going back to Hook. Hook was the beginning. Hook was the beginning. I and it, and all, it's all because I was just one of those weirdo kids, uh-huh. and I reached into my winter coat, which I was probably still wearing in mid-April, mm-hmm. and I had like five or six movie ticket stubs in there. So you I had practically Hook. have a collection already. I had Hook. I had Star Trek Six. I had oh, nice. Adam's Family. Okay. And then I was like, hey, I'm just gonna start saving all my movie tickets. I have a buddy who has that with all his concert tickets, and, yeah. it, and I kind of am jealous. Yeah. As much as it seems like a crazy OCD thing, I'm like, now I'm like, oh, man. They all fit. I mean, we're talking 26 years of this stuff, and they all still fit in one shoebox. Right. It doesn't take up that much room. Yeah. It's not that big of a hassle. Yeah. It's not like collecting cactus or something. Yeah. <laughs> Cactuses. <laughs> if I had a cactus for everything I'd been to. <laughs> I used to collect cactus until that night I got really drunk and came home, stumbling through my house. Oh, boy. Big, <laughs> lots of regrets there. Yeah, Like I, Tom I'll, and Jerry or something. I, like. I wish I still had my cactus from the uh, Jazz Lakers playoff game I went to right. in 2007. That uh, purple-yellow cactus yeah. is a beauty. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I loved this movie. Um, I'm going to spoil it right now. I'm asking you, listener, do you have good feelings about this movie? And it seems to be widespread. My girlfriend right. loved this movie, and I kept saying, is this rose-tinted? Are you sure? Yeah, and my girlfriend was like, look, if you liked it when it came out and you were a child, then it has served its purpose. Like, that was a movie for you in 1991, so just True. don't worry about it. Right. So if you, like this movie, if you like this movie now, we're doing a flow chart, yes, no. If you say yes, you probably stop listening. If you liked it as a kid and haven't seen it in a while, maybe stop listening because I yeah, this is not this is not going to be a positive episode <laughs> of our show. We're going to try our best. We try to be positive, but this one is going to be very difficult it's, for me. Yeah, we are d- definitely floating into the neggy zone. Um, so we both we both have some notes here. Let's uh, let's just go through it. All right, which, which note did you read? My top note is that what got you? <laughs> no, it's, no, the third one down. <laughs> Which, uh, I got a lot of questions. Like there, was, questions. there were some strange cameos, and I almost want to skip to all the strange cameos, which maybe we should before we get into the plot. Okay, let's start with the strange cameos. Um, so this is a Steven Spielberg Wait, film. Wait, no, no. Let's, let's do a quick plots. Uh, okay, sum, a really quick summary. one before we, we really break it down. Right. So this, this is essentially Peter Pan Part 2. Right. Peter Pan's an adult. He's forgotten about Neverland. He has children. Hook wants to get revenge. And he kind of sucks. It's like the Godfather. Once, like, what was that saying? Uh, just when I think I'm out, they pull me back yeah. in. Yeah, they, they could have had that line in there, and it wouldn't have been that weird for yeah. this movie. So Peter Pan has not only grown up and forgotten about Neverland, he has turned into an asshole. Yeah, oh, definitely. Um, he's, he only cares about business and money, and but Hook has not forgotten, wants his revenge, kidnaps his children. Pan and Tinkerbell have to go back to Neverland, where he has to relearn what it is to be Peter Pan. And, 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 it, it, and just hold on tight. It's going to take a while. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What, so does time uh, go by differently in, in Neverland? It must, since well, Hook is, is the same age. He probably was when Peter left, right? Right, and all the kids remember him. Those are the same kids, right? The yeah. same Lost Boys? Yeah, I mean, that's the whole thing, is that time doesn't pass for you in Neverland. How did Rufio get there? How does he not right, know Right, because Rufio? Rufio doesn't know Pan. Well, that's, this is one of the okay. unanswered questions. Okay, well, let's, let's, let's go back to what we were starting with. Um, okay, so the cameos. Um, in, ad- in addition to the star power of Robin Williams as Peter Pan, Dustin Hoffman as cam- uh, Cameo Hook, Captain Hook, Julia Roberts as Tinkerbell. On paper, it sounds wonderful. Right. Uh, Bob Hoskins as Mr. Smee. Charlie Corsmo as the kid. And if you remember... Mm. 
He was like the kid actor at the time. He's a good kid actor. He's also wonderful in Can't Hardly Wait. Uh, Dick Tracy. Was he in Dick Tracy? He's the kid in Dick Tracy. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. He, was, he was killing it, man. Dame Maggie Smith, prior to Harry Potter, as a wise old lady. Now, was she wearing old lady makeup? Because she's... She, she must have. She looked older than Harry Potter. I was, it was yeah. kind of shocking to me. So she's Wendy. Um, yeah, she was only... She was not even 60 years old yet. So, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, they must have really made her old. So she is the Wendy of, of Peter Peter's Pan youth. fame. Young Wendy. Now, I, this doesn't count as a cameo since it was an up-and-comer, but young Wendy is Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah, that one, that one of the cameos is the one I care about the least because it is just young Gwyneth Paltrow. So... Um, Let's get some rock stars as pirates. <laughs> and I use the term rock star loosely. Yes. <laughs> Jimmy Buffett. Right. And David Crosby as a man named Tickles. Who, who, if you think about it, Crosby basically is a pirate anyway. Yeah. Like, he probably is wearing his own clothes. Yeah. And Jimmy Buffett thinks he's a pirate. He has a very pirate attitude. Yeah. Albeit a lighthearted pirate, a very kind of pleasant pirate. <laughs> yeah. What about the weirdest pirate cameo of Glenn Close? Yeah, Glenn Close with a beard as Gutless. Is that the character's name? Yeah, Gutless is the character. Now, this is, pri- this is long before Glenn Close played Albert Nobbs, mm-hmm. another uh, gender-bending turn. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Glenn Close with a very fake-looking beard. <laughs> yeah, and, and clearly, it's just hard for... A woman dressed as a man is really hard to pull off in movies. I can always spot them. Do you... <laughs> when, they're, when they're like when, Academy Award winning movie yeah, stars? Yeah, I guess that's not much of a brag. Yeah. And do, what, do you know any backstory to this? Why was this just like... I almost feel like Steven Spielberg got too cocky at this point where he's like, I don't yeah. even have to try to make a good movie. I do whatever I want. Let's just screw around, man. Come over. Be a pirate. It does seem like it was a big like, kind of party. Yeah. And, and Steven Spielberg in his early days mm-hmm. was often compared to Peter Pan because it was like, I mean, back then directors were still like stuffy, mm-hmm. you know, old uh, men. Old men. Right. And then when the group of Spielberg, George Lucas, Scorsese, Brian De Palma, yeah. Coppola came along, and so Steven Spielberg, there's a profile like, what? he has a Pac-Man machine in his house. Like, it's un- crazy. So he must have felt like that he had some sort of connection to this, this character, I'm assuming. I don't know. I, I just, just think at this point he'd made all these huge hits, and he, he was like that guy in GoldenEye that's like, I'm invincible! Well, uh, let's see. This was, um, what, what, what is he doing up until Hook? Uh, well, Last Crusade. A, a masterpiece. So Last Crusade was his film before Hook. Good so, yeah. Lord, really? Yeah. Now, before that Maybe was, better uh, than Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah. Before that was Always. Um, Pretty good. I liked Always. Oh, did you? I, okay. I, I don't think I've seen it, but it really is, when you look up lists, it's on the bottom half. What do you mean? Like, it sucks? Yeah. Like, best Steven Spielberg movies. That's in the lower. It, well, it's sure. kind of... I mean, I also saw that as when I was, like, 13 years old. It, it sounds very it sentimental. Kind of a, yeah, it sounds a, like it would make me very sad. It's a very it's a big tearjerker and I yeah. kind of enjoy those. I'm a very yeah. sentimental guy. Yeah. So I'm I'm okay with always. Um yeah, so then and then Hook really derailed his career, but he's like, No, I got this dinosaur thing, trust me. I guess he recovered quickly. I've huh? got a dino like, okay, listen, Steven baby. You just made <laughs> Hook. <laughs> Which uh, didn't make nearly as much money as we thought. Mm-hmm. Has thirty percent on Rotten Tomatoes, which ain't even been invented yet. Right. Now you're telling me you're making some dinosaur movie 
Is Jurassic Park really next? And you're not even using guys in dinosaur outfits. You're using computers? <laughs> Steven! You've gone crazy. You've lost your mind. That's computers? That, it's that Pac-Man machine in his house. I've never run away from a computer. He literally followed up this with Jurassic Park. Yeah. He must... I, Jurassic I, Park was already in development, and he had to take a break to go direct Hook. Because it took that long to get it all all the ducks in a row on that. Yeah, it was just all the computers doing the rendering for years on end. <laughs> right. Like, you push enter, and then you've got eight months to wait. <laughs> yeah, it says, like, it says like 1%. Yeah. <laughs> it says eight months remaining. He's yeah. like, okay, I'm going to go make this When it was movie. at, like, 14%, he's like, oh, I'll just make another movie. Yeah. I just, like I texted you earlier, I'm assuming he had some kind of severe pain pill problem, or he was drinking a lot, or maybe he was going through a divorce where he needed money. Well, here's, uh, here's his response to it. In 2013, in an interview, I want to see Hook again because I so don't like that movie, and I'm hoping someday I'll see it again and perhaps like some of it. I love that he's writing that like he ha- it's a, uh, hard for him to access this movie he made. I know. like someday, like, Hopefully someday I'll come across Hook again. I don't know if it's, if it's going to be on TBS or TNT <laughs> or something. He's just waiting for like Thanksgiving yeah. when there's some movie marathon. Robin Williams marathon. Yeah. Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh, I love that. Oh, what? Hook next? Yeah. What luck? <laughs> Time to revisit it. Um, okay, but back to the cameos. The very weirdest cameo. Not even Glenn Close. You don't recognize them. Mm-hmm. There is a part where Peter Banning, the grown-up Peter Pan, is in like a sheet. Tinkerbell's taking him to Neverland. Mm-hmm. Sprinkling fairy dust behind her. They go over London Bridge. Or oh, I don't know, some bridge in London. Right. And this couple who's making Every out. Every bridge in London is technically London yeah, Bridge. Yeah, yeah. This couple that's making out then floats up into the sky. Right. That couple... Is George Lucas and Carrie Fisher? No. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. See, I'm telling you, this was just a big cocaine party. Like, this is let's get, let's get everybody famous together. Let's have fun. Who cares? It's gonna be. It's gonna make millions of dollars. I'm Steven Spielberg. Everybody, let's get high. And that's how this movie feels because just adding all these strange little things. Because the movie I thought was incredibly boring. And so the pace, so to add in all these cameos and stuff, like maybe let's cut this down a bit. Maybe let's, like, like I, it, I, I was, I was watching the clock the whole time I was watching because yeah. I couldn't wait for it to end. <laughs> I'm sorry to be I so negative. I know, I was but, the same way. But but Robin Williams doesn't become Peter Pan until one hour and forty minutes into the movie. Yeah, and I will, I will say this as well because you could say, "Come on, lighten up. This was a movie for kids. It's two and a half hours yeah. long." Now, you said to me earlier, he doesn't become Peter Pan until 10 minutes after most movies end. Right. And it's just, and that's what I mean. Like, you've got all these strange cameos. Maybe cut out a couple of these and let's get to the, let's get to the meat and potatoes, man. So the, the note I was laughing at was <laughs> Detective Phil Collins. Detective Phil Collins. Immediately, I just, I was tickled to see him. I'm, uh, he's, and after knowing his, his horrific story of, of shaming one of his fans who murdered someone, yeah. he, it makes sense that he would become a detective in order to, to pursue justice. Now, I famously... Well, yeah, that's that's a self-aggrandizing <laughs> statement. I famously dislike <laughs> Phil Collins. You really, you do. Famously, everywhere it, I go, people are like, "Oh, watch out, Phil! Here comes Bry Guy." It's it's actually very appropriate that Phil Collins is in this because I, like you, felt towards Hook. I thought I liked Phil Collins, and then after we talked about him, I went and listened to his greatest hits, and it's yeah. un, it's unbearable. Yeah, and I thought, no, all these songs are great. I remember them. I watched this movie, and I was like, ah, oh, fucking Phil Collins. <laughs> and then I, I went to the drive-in um, 
this weekend to see a movie that we will not discuss. Mm-hmm. A, a movie that recently came out that both of us very much disliked. And I was at least super excited. Yeah. And so the drive-in movie, when the movie ends, you're tuned into an FM station and it just starts playing music. So this movie ends, this movie that I hated, mm. and then it immediately it's Phil Collins oh, no. doing Susu Studio. And I was like, <laughs> let's get out of here. It's like a kick in the nuts. Man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's get into this movie. So we start out, School play, a school play with very high production values. Yes. Have you ever been to a school play like this? They always, in movies, they always have incredible productions in things like that. Yeah. And maybe that's just a, a rich world that I don't, I'm not privy to. Yeah. You know, maybe in, in, when you live in Beverly Hills and you're Steven Spielberg, that is actually a low production school play. Yeah. Where you're like, oh, the budget's only 40 grand <laughs> yeah. for an elementary school play? Yeah, because he was a rich guy. So mm-hmm. living in San Francisco, high cost of living. Right. So they're doing a performance of of Peter Pan. This I want to get into this later because this gets into Last Action Hero meta stuff. It does because yeah. there shouldn't be a book of Peter Pan in Peter Pan. So we'll get to that later. Yeah. So so then the kids in the in the play sing a song about not wanting to grow up, and we have discussed this before. I'm mm-hmm. sure. I don't know if we've done that on the air privately. One of the biggest things that pop culture and movies and TV gets wrong is the portrayal of kids who are really excited about being kids. Mm-hmm. Kids don't want to be kids. No, kids want to hang. They want to hang with the grownups. And you, and you famously said that you thought you you basically felt like an adult from the time you were born. You right. told I've me always, this. Yeah, I've always been the same age I am now. Right. I've been there the whole time. I don't. I. It's not like. It's not like I. I was a kid and then I blinked and it was a grown up and then the music swelled. When you're I've always ch- been looking out my eyes and I've never thought like I'm a kid. I've never mm. said the phrase I'm just a kid and I want to keep being a kid. You're actually really mad that you're being treated like an inferior creature. Right. You're like, mad that you can't attack your childhood is you're just furious that like this is unfair. Yeah. I'm an adult just like you. I should say when I go to bed. Yeah. What do you mean I have to go to bed? What do you mean I can't eat that? What do you mean right. I have to eat this? Yeah. I don't want to do homework. I want to watch <laughs> Right. That's like, if kids loved being kids, they would be fine with that. They'd be like, I'm a kid. I don't have to worry about responsibility. Yeah. Because the funny thing is, is the, the, when you're a kid, the thing that makes you a kid the most is you don't know you're a kid. Yeah. Because you have no idea. I remember when bills started coming and jobs and stuff. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit, this sucks. Yeah. I used you're- to... I used to just be mad because I, like, I was the summer and I was bored. I was yeah. like, there's no more Mountain Dew? You know, that was my prob- biggest problem. No, there's no more Mountain Dew? What do you mean you won't take me to the mall? <laughs> right. I want to go to the mall. Because you're always as old as you've ever been. You're, mm-hmm. you're at your oldest in your whole life right now. Right. So you don't think, even when you're eight years old, you're not thinking, I'm just an eight-year-old. I don't know anything. Mm-hmm. I'm going to blah, 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 run around in my underwear. So that bugged me, is the, you know, that. that whole, which is the whole concept of Peter Pan, I guess. So that's... So this whole thing is built on a flawed premise. Well, I mean, is Peter Pan a kid, or is Peter Pan just like an anarchist, or like? Well, and also, was Peter Pan directed towards kids, or was it? I mean, aren't you supposed to read Peter Pan and be wistful for your childhood? Well, this is the this is kind of the problem with this movie that I that I was going to say is it's it's too boring for kids and too like dumb and silly for adults. That's, so it, that it, nails it. So yeah. it kind of doesn't ha- it doesn't succeed in either of those things. Yeah. It's trying to stra- I'm not even sure who it's trying to appeal to. I guess people that used to be kids. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, adults they call them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like but I mean I was like, "Oh god." So to establish uh Robin Williams as as a businessman, he takes a cell phone call in the middle of its kids play and talks. Mm-hmm. And you know, if only they had text messaging back then. I know. This whole movie could have been solved. Problem solved, yeah. Um and you know, I his guess his wife throws his phone out the window later. Yeah. 
it's such a cliche now, and I wonder if this was the movie that originated that of the inattentive dad. Wow, that'd be I mean, that'd be interesting in this, to look into because it does. It is a huge cliche. I mean, it's certainly now. not the first time there's been an inattentive dad, but all the hallmarks, like you know, missing the baseball game, right? Uh, you know, business, 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 cell phone ringing all the time. Yeah, that is like a stock character. It really is. Wow. Um, so we see him in in at work, and he's wearing the world's boxiest suit. <laughs> And it's, it's almost like he was trying to make a Halloween robot costume out of fabric. I was looking at Robin Williams, and I couldn't tell how old he was in this. I feel like he's actually probably the same age we are right now. He's literally the same age we are right now. But he looks... Maybe he's perfect for the Peter Pan role, because he looks simultaneously 55 years old and 20 years old. Yeah. Like, he's a, the youngest old man you've ever seen. Yeah. With a yeah, fake gut, right? Like, he has a fake, like a pillow in his shirt for the first half of the movie. Yeah, because they keep talking about how he's fat. Mm-hmm. He's wearing that boxy suit. They do obviously again. This movie a big influence on the West Wing because there's a there's a scene of walking and talking oh. where he's leading the charge with all his assistants around him, and that's a, become kind of a cliche too. Huh? Yeah, and then the fucking cell phone duel. <laughs> I just. I, I don't know. I just felt like you're making a Peter Pan movie. Let's get to Neverland pretty quick. I, don't, I feel like they really established too much of him being a businessman, too much of how Way unhappy the much. kids were. Because it's, it's a good quarter of the movie. Yeah. It's just like asshole dad, kids that are unhappy. Yeah. And, and I don't quite understand. He's like forgotten that he's Peter Pan, but when he first sees Wendy as an old lady, he, how does he know? Why does he so like, he's just like, I love you, Grandma? Because so, it seems like there's more to it, you know? So that's, yeah, because, okay, here's where it gets really weird. So Wendy and Peter were sort of romantic interests originally, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind maybe of. Maybe unspoken, maybe it was platonic. It was almost like Peter didn't quite understand what that was, but yeah. he was feeling it. Yeah, and so Wendy, both Peter and his wife grew up together mm-hmm. in the orphanage. So it's kind of like these two siblings got married. Oh, yeah. Huh. They're both orphans. Wendy is both their mother figure. Mm-hmm. Or grandmother figure. I mean, they call her grandma, but she's not. She's the, the maternal figure that raised them. Right. And then they got married. To each other. To each other, yeah. God, I didn't even think of that. That is pretty weird, yeah. huh? Um, this early part, the soundtrack is so bad. It's John Williams, <laughs> and he's doing this like flute, piano. Yeah, but there's music. moments where you can tell it's John Williams. It has, it has eventually. It, it sounds gets, very John Williams eventually, at parts. Eventually, it gets all John Williamsy. But mm-hmm. the first part, the the modern day San Francisco stuff. I'm telling you, they're all partying. Like a, it's like a tourism video. Yeah, they, it was just like let's let's do some coke and let's let's get to this, John. Come on, baby, let's we're having fun over here. We're making a movie. Um, the, the flight to Grandma's house I wanted to talk about real quick because yeah. they are in the biggest airplane I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. The ceiling, I just flew on an airplane literally days ago. And I felt oh, I could... bro. I could humble f- brag. I know that is a humble brag. <laughs> it's like cable TV flying on an airplane. <laughs> Let me just tell you, I was on an airplane. But it was... You can just... They're so tiny these days. I feel like they're yeah. closing in on me. Like yeah. I, was, I had to breathe into a bag because I was hyperventilating. Yeah. And then this one, he's throwing... The kid's throwing the ball to the ceiling. It's a good... 10 feet above him. Yeah. I'm like, what plane is this where you can stand up straight and walk around? You could have like, it's, it's like every movie, every commercial, they're flying in these airplanes that are just yeah. bizarrely big. Yeah. Um, the kid, Jack, his son, 
fucking deserved to be yelled at for what he was doing. Oh, yeah. This is supposed to be an example of Peter being a bad father. He's throwing a baseball as hard as he can against the wind of the plane. Right. And I know that's not going to break it, but don't do that. It's annoying. I've seen a video. I've seen this video where uh, there, there were these windows that were supposed to be, like, shatterproof, and this guy tries to prove it. It's oh, like a God. YouTube video. And, and that's, j- on, that's on video. I've heard about it's it. It's on video, and he jumps against it and just goes through the window and falls, like, five stories to his death. He does. He falls to his death. Um, and, and, so and, that, and so maybe just because something says it's not supposed to break, maybe don't throw a baseball. Well, here's what <laughs> happened with that story, because I'm familiar with that story. Because like we were just talking about last week. Yeah, we don't. We don't. On the internet, you can just learn about people yeah. dying. You don't, you don't want. You can watch people die. It's just the window didn't break. He was demonstrating that it wasn't breakable. The glass didn't break, but it did pop out. Yeah, of the yeah, window yeah. That's what I mean. It pops out. Yeah. So I guess technically he was right. <laughs> yeah. But he was also dead. So yeah. So he yells at the kid and says, and then again he's like, "You're acting like a child," and he goes, "I am a child." <laughs> oh, that's him loving being a kid. Yeah. Um, going back to the baseball game that. Peter Robin Williams missed and sent his assistant to videotape. Mm-hmm. A couple of friends of mine are, are extras in that scene. Really? Yeah, they're in the upper left corner, these two twins. And uh, they earned enough to buy a Nintendo. That's so all the money all you need as a kid, man. <laughs> yeah, that's all you need a, is enough to buy a that's Nintendo. That's a beautiful amount of money to pay yeah. a child. I was so pissed off at this baseball game because they have uniforms. They have baseball uniforms that have stirrups. They got their names on the back mm-hmm. and numbers. And then their hats are just blank blue hats. Yeah, the so little league team. They couldn't even put like a a P on there or something. Well, where do they do they live in San Francisco? No, the, where yeah, do they live? no, they live in San Francisco. Is it San Francisco. Yeah. Why not just do the Giants? Like, yeah, I'm sure most of the little league teams around there are the Giants. Yeah, <laughs> or even if you can't get like the rights, like just throw a letter on there. Yeah, there's no way a team is just wearing blue hats. Yeah, and then has that fancy of uniforms. Okay, did we mention when we were talking about Phil Collins that he was the detective? I don't yeah. know if we actually yeah, said that. Yeah. Okay, just to be just to yeah. make sure. So it's snowing in England. Um, this was super funny to me as a kid. Is when the old man, what's his name, Tootles, mm-hmm. the senile old man, opens the door and he goes, "It's snowing!" and then slams the door. Oh, I giggled. I giggled really? and giggled. It was a good good moment. Good bit. Um, so then he lost a, his marbles. Lost his marbles. That's a that's a cheap. Another, that's kind of a cheap joke. <laughs> so the kids are going. Buck Wild, he's on a phone call to the States. This deal's fallen through. And again, the kids are like jumping on his back and, and, and throwing balls at his face. And then he yells at him and he says, come on. And I love his delivery where he goes, I'm on the phone call of my life. <laughs> Which he was. Yeah, that's the weird thing. Is that I, I, Nothing drives me crazier than when they're trying to show that someone's an asshole when he sort of is in the right. When yeah, first of all, his kids are being annoying. No, he did snap. He lost his temper. Right. But they should have like be, be quiet while daddy's talking because what daddy's doing. Mm-hmm. I'm, I feel like I'm such an old man. I don't know. Maybe you he are. Is, what he is doing is working to create a better life for the family. Right. And again, like I was bragging seconds ago about being on the airplane, that same airplane ride directly across from us was a couple with two young kids, yeah. and the kids cried and screamed literally the entire flight. Yeah. And they, the parents were so nice, and I wanted them to lose their temper. Yeah. Like, maybe you should get mad. You know, Maybe you should let this kid know he you know, doesn't get to scream. And he was screaming. He'd, he'd only had a few M&Ms, and he was screaming, I want them all! Oh, yeah. I want them all! Like, screaming. Yeah. Uh, Children are wild animals. That's all there is to are. it. Like, okay. I mean, I guess I kind of forgive him for that, but that doesn't mean it's not annoying. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up, because this is my next question. With Back to Peter forgetting he's Peter Pan. Peter, I was thinking, Peter Pan coming to the U.S. and, and 
coming into society, he wouldn't just be like a little bit wild. He would be like Tarzan. Yeah. This is a child who, as a baby, went to Neverland. Yeah. And then was raised in the wild on his own. He is Tarzan. He, he would be the opposite of what he turned into, I feel like. I feel like he'd be, it'd be hard to get him to follow laws and stuff. So he wouldn't be on the phone talking about a business deal. He'd be on the phone talking about like gambling on a boxing match. Right. He would yeah. be doing everything illegal yeah. because there would be no rules. It'd be like, what is the most fun? He would be in like an adrenaline. He would be like the Bodhisattva in Point Break. Okay, yeah. He would be doing crimes just for the adrenaline rush, yeah. skydiving. He would be a surfer. He would not have a job. I just yeah. try to think of, of, of Tarzan going from the jungle to the boardroom. I just, I just, I don't understand exactly how Neverland works, I guess. <laughs> well, that's, uh, that's a question for me. So, so Tinkerbell shows up. The kids get kidnapped. Mm-hmm. Phil Collins, incredibly dismissive. Yes. There are gouges in the wall made with a blade mm-hmm. or perhaps a hook. Right. The children are missing. The locked window is bursted open. Yes. And Phil's like... Yeah. And a note. And a, a ransom, and a ransom note, note. With a knife in the wall. With a knife. And Phil Collins is like, eh, we'll call us in the morning if you think of anything. Right. This... He, he does say it's probably a prank given the family's literary history. So, again... We'll get, we'll get into this later. At the very yeah, end, I, I want to yeah. talk about this last action hero meta thing. Um, so, so Peter meets a real fairy. There's no mm. question that a fairy, a talking mm. six-inch-high fairy, is flying around talking to him. Mm. And then he tries to murder her. Yeah. She says, every time you say, I don't believe in fairies, a fairy dies. And he screams, I don't believe in fairies, despite the fact that he's talking to a fairy. Yeah, that's... I, when we were talking about the cast on papers, Gray, I, I found Julia Roberts so obnoxious. No, she was terrible. and Just annoying. I feel like her entire role, or at least, at least several days of her filming, was just filming her um, kind of lounging around, smiling and, and giggling and yeah. stuff. Yeah, there's so many scenes where something happens, and then they just cut to her like. <laughs> yeah, she she filmed that in one day, yeah. like after the whole movie was done. Yeah, you know? I don't know if she even met Robin Williams. Is Neverland another planet? I don't know. Could, it, could it, astronauts go to Neverland? I don't know, because every time you arrive there, I guess you are flying into space because you're yeah. going to a, a, a star. And it would, I don't know, it would, there must be some wormhole. Yeah. Because traveling through space we, it takes so long, you know, just to get yeah. to Mars or something. Yeah. It would take years if you were just flying. So it must be. And this be, only uh, takes until morning. Right. It takes morning. It's, so you got to go with just magic or black holes or dimensions. Yeah. You get there. I've always loved the compass under the water. In yeah. almost every rendition, there's always a compass under the water. Oh, yeah. Where you see north, south. I've always really loved that for some reason. Um, and it's got a cool look. It, it, I don't know. I can, it just such a cool little island, you know, with the little hangman's the skull and the, the pirate bay and the it mermaids. Is cool. and it, it feels like a, a theme park ride, and I think that's why kids respond to it. Or right. Why I responded to it is like, this is cool. Right. But it also feels, it feels Disney-ish. It feels safe. Yes. It's not scary, but it is this cool little world, and you can imagine like sneaking off in the summertime to hang out there. Yeah, it's like, how high are the stakes? Because it doesn't seem like the pirates actually kill you. Well, I guess they do, they sort do. of. Yeah, no, they do. Yeah. Um, the pirates love to chant. Mm-hmm. So Shmi goes to get the hook polished. 
And then everyone's like gathering around, hook, hook, show mm. us the hook, 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 show us the hook. And it just, I don't know, it was kind of goofy. Right? It is goofy, but at the same time, this is a town of, of basically serial killers. That's true. You think about pirates, how, how romanticized they are, but they're just alcoholic, rapist, violent murderers, thieves. They're like every yeah. aspect of what we hate in society. They have no fixed address. No fixed address. <laughs> but they just... They just assault everyone. When they yeah. see Robin Williams, they immediately assault him, try to take his shoes. And then he says, I think you can get them with our money. Yeah, oh, is, there's some dumb one-liners in I, this. I hate the character, and it's like Robin Williams, Ben Stiller, countless others, mm-hmm. the, the milk toast dad, where, it, I mean, I, I'm, I'm an anxiety-ridden oaf. Right, as you am know? I. I'm worried. I get worried about children being too close to the street. Mm-hmm. But the, the dad character in movies who's supposed to be so ineffectual and he's just like, ah, but don't you know that 99% of that can have harmful bacteria? Right. Oh, get away from that. Like always spouting statistics, afraid of everything, mm-hmm. just totally dorky. And I don't feel like that's at all a realistic or fair portrayal for the hardworking dads of the world. Yeah, it's, uh, this is almost gets into a question of identity. Like who is Peter Pan? Yeah. What, like, what you it, can see that he'd grow up, but why? But like you were saying, to grow up and then just be so, uh, just be the so, I don't even know what the word is. He's like Niles from Frasier. Well, is, does he actually remember his childhood then? If he was Peter Pan, does it just b- blank up until he's like 12? I guess so, yeah. And he just assumes he had a head, or, head injury or something, yeah. or no one remembers their childhood? Yeah. Because it seems like he'd be walking... Because your identity, the foundation is the childhood, right? Your experiences of childhood start informing who you are. But if you were a blank slate starting at like 13, maybe you would become just this corporate asshole. Yeah. <laughs> who knows? Yeah. Maybe it's right on the money. Um, so I hate that character. I also hate smug teenage characters. And that brings us to Rufio, mm-hmm. who I thought was really cool as a kid. Mm-hmm. And now I just... I, I hate seeing a 12-year-old that has like this sneer. Mm-hmm. And it just doesn't ring true. Yeah, there's, yeah, he's just kind of a dick, huh? Yeah. Um, how, did, how did you feel about Dustin Hoffman as Hook? Which, again, what? casting is great on paper. Yeah, he just didn't, he didn't, just didn't. Just... He might be the opposite of how I imagine Captain Hook. Yeah. It was just like, in, it, it, he obviously has never read Peter Pan. He's maybe mm. seen part of the Disney cartoon, and that's what he's basing the performance on. I don't know. I don't, it's hard to say. There's that, there's that weird scene where he tries to commit suicide. I wrote, yeah, I wrote that down. Hilarious suicide scene. I put hilarious in ital, italics yeah. so that I would know I was being sarcastic. Again, I, for a two-and-a-half-hour-long kids movie, it seems really weird that there's a scene where he's about to blow his head off. Yeah, that they just have this whole scene about his, like, I guess, suicidal tendencies, because it sounds like he does this a lot. Yeah. And Smee, this time, is just sitting there. And Smee's going, like, fine. Fine, yeah, you do this all the time, but what kind of bizarre scene? That I, it's just, It was one of the weirder scenes in the movie for yeah. me. Yeah, and that's right after we get two crotch jokes. He gets hit in the, in the dick. Yeah, it's classic. And then he says in a helium voice, I've been shot. And then there's a weird crotch-smelling flower. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, that's classic. That's for the kids right yeah. there. Um, and, then, and then Peter, what do you know of Peter Pan, the, the real original J.M. Barry character? Lowbrow insults. <laughs> That's what everybody loves about Peter Pan. So he's kind of like a, like a crude Spider-Man? Well, he's a lewd, crude, rude bag of pre-chewed food dude. Oh, that's right. Okay. 
This is what finally wakes Peter Banning up to realize he's the pan. It's just insults. It's the insult contest, and they are so lowbrow and bizarre. Mm-hmm. I wrote some of them down. Nearsighted gynecologist. <laughs> so, so first, so Rufio is insulting him, and Peter's like, well, you're a rude young man. Yeah, and no one cares. And it's like that. What was that mm. MTV show where they trade off your mama jokes? God, I don't know. Hosted it, by Wilmer Valderrama at Warehouse. Is that a real show? Yeah. Wow, I gotta watch it. So I it's guess. like that. It's like a. It's like a, a rap battle. And then finally, Peter says, "Nearsighted gynecologist." And then they're like, "The Lost Boys are looking at each other, like, oh, we're starting to get him back." Would they know so what keep, a gynecologist keep going, is? Rufio. How would Peter know what a gynecologist is? If if he was born a, a, as a baby, went to Neverland. I guess now he knows, but the Lost Boys shouldn't be that impressed with that. Yeah, why would unless they, know they that? have gynecologists on yeah. Never in Neverland, which yeah. well, maybe they need them. They need them everywhere. So uh, for the mermaids, maybe <laughs> I don't know. Oh yeah, those mermaids. <laughs> Pirate gynecology. That's my favorite Jimmy Buffett album. <laughs> if you're if you bring a Tinder date back to your place and you're trying to impress them. They're on Pirate Gynecology by Jimmy Buffett. Yeah, for um, sure. <laughs> uh, lying, crying, spying, prying ultra pig is a Rufio line. So a lot of it is just alliteration and rhyming and stuff. Is Peter shoots back with in-your-face camel cake. Camel cake. Uh, lewd, crude, rude, bag of pre-chewed food dude is a Peter one. That one, yeah. Like, whoa, if someone called you that, can you even imagine? It's, it's, God, I don't know. It's, like... What's off limits there? That's the thing. Is like they sh- everything should be. It, Neverland should be a lot like that that island in Pinocchio, where they're drinking and smoking and like fighting and like those kids that mugged us last week, right? Yeah. Like like you think it would be the insult uh, off the the rap battle would be way worse, yeah, than than like a Doctor Seuss rhyme, yeah. They and then the last one is like some, something about sucking on a dead dog's nose. Hmm. Which is just gross, man. They should have gone with uh, the. What's his name? What's that? Uh, Wesley Willis. He has a lot of songs about sucking on a dead dog, something else. No, I, I'm not familiar with that. You know, I know Wesley Willis. The, no. He's a schizophrenic musician that every song is the same song and he changes the words. Oh, well, that sounds like an episode. When we do our uh, all novelty episode. Yeah, it's, I, it's a very interesting artist. Yeah. He actually headbutted my girlfriend years ago. Oh, good. So I think I've maybe heard that story. Yes. Yeah. But I mean, that in, in a good way. He would greet <laughs> no, but he'd greet people by headbutting them. Oh wow! It wasn't like assault and battery. Yeah. It was like hello, boom. That's a whole other thing. <laughs> um. So they go to rescue Jack, and they they're throwing a baseball game for him, which again involves cold blooded murder. Mm-hmm. And I don't. I mean, I'm not saying I have a problem with murder in a pirate show, but it is just inc- incongruous. If one of my big pet peeves is killing. Is an evil guy killing his henchmen yeah. just willy nilly? Yeah, and, that, and there's a lot of that in this, and it just drives me crazy because n- why would any pirate be like, "We should work for Captain Hook"? He might, on a whim, just murder us. Well, he, they like the chanting. I guess it's the chanting. So they're going to rescue Jack, um, but Jack hits a home run and then celebrates with Hook, and then Peter's gives up and like walks away sad. Like, <laughs> well, I guess I guess that's that. I've lost. I've truly lost my son. Yeah, I know. And Hook gets kind of nefarious. That's where this kind. Again, straddles adult and and kids show. Yeah. Because Hook's real evil plan is to brainwash Peter Pan's son, which is really screwed up if you think about it. And make him his own son. Right. It's kind of sick and insane. Yeah. But I don't know. I guess that's a kid's movie. Kids are laughing their butts off. They love it. 
Uh, yeah, because the the whole ploy was to finally get revenge on Peter and defeat mm-hmm. him. But this is very this is more psychological revenge. Yeah, it very much. I'm not is. just gonna I'm not gonna get my revenge by beating you in a duel. I'm going to I'm make your you. son my son. Right. I will break you emotionally. Are you familiar with the Stockholm syndrome, Peter? Yes. So Coke's working on a different level, man. So, uh, yeah, so anyway, it's, it's over 90 minutes of remember that you're Peter Pan. Then he's Peter Pan for about 10 seconds, mm-hmm. and then it's, wait, remember that you're a, a father. Yeah, and the, like, mo- the montage scene I hated of him beca- getting in shape. He, it's three oh, days yeah. pass, and apparently he loses 40 pounds in three days, Yeah, which, you know, is insane. Despite a steady diet of Play-Doh. <laughs> I know, their imaginary food. Just, yeah. I guess if it's Neverland, I don't know how things work there. I, did, I need to know. I do enjoy the imaginary food. Yes, that's kind of a fun scene, sort of. But it does look like they're eating handfuls of Play-Doh. Yeah. Um, oh, even up to like even the stupid Lost Boys hut I hated with the roller coaster thing, and the, and then all the weird like by the end, Tinkerbell's coming across as like a psycho ex-girlfriend. Well, she at the end she admits her love to Peter. Yeah, but it's like she shrinks him down and gets real sick and weird, and she just she just comes across. It doesn't come across as, as beautiful to me. It comes yeah. across as creepy a little bit. Um, Rufio the, gets murdered. Gets murdered, stabbed through the heart. And, and really not, not that big a deal is made out of it. Well, at the moment, it's like, oh, bummer. Yeah. but yeah. Really no lasting effects of their <laughs> no. leader, their beloved leader being killed. Could be a memory it thing. It kind of seems like, yeah maybe, it's a, yeah, maybe that's it. We don't know where Rufio came from. The whole place might be some kind of like opium den hallucination type thing. It, yeah, it could be that they hated Rufio, the rest of the Lost Boys. Yeah, he was kind of mean. He could have taken power in kind of a Lord of the Flies sense where he's the most like psychotic. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because in Lord of the Flies, they try to set things up good at first, but then... The bad boys take over. Yeah. And kill a piggy. That's the turning point. Exactly maybe piggy, it. maybe this is the, is the, the same, it's the same story told from different perspectives. Oh, yeah. This is kind of like a, like a drugged out version of Lord of the Flies. Yeah. Um, even, yeah, the final battle's stupid. And then they just, uh, even the way that Hook gets killed by this crocodile thing and disappears, it makes no sense. Yeah. The crocodile is now a clock, and the clock fall, falls on, on Hook, and he just kind of disappears. Yeah, like a, like a wicked witch. Right. But the way that it falls, it looks like he's fine. He's just, yeah. he's just, it's like when buildings tip over and the person's standing where the window is. Yeah, exactly. Like, he seems fine. Because the mouth falls on him. Right. And a huge mouth that's open, he's, he's, he should be fine. Yeah. But that's that, I guess. So after that climax, the ending is longer than Return of the King. Mm-hmm. It takes so long to say their goodbyes and then say more goodbyes and then more goodbyes and then get back and say some hellos. Yes. They return back to London. No one cares at all that dad is missing. Mm-hmm. Like they're excited that the kids are back. And because, oh, because he's on the street. Yeah. The, well, this so is. the kids go back. Peter is out on the street. Nobody, nobody's like, what happened to Peter? And this is the morning. Like who even slept that night? The children yeah. have been kidnapped. Yeah. But this is where I want to get into Last Action Hero stuff, because Peter wakes up under a statue of Peter Pan. Right. So how does this work? So Peter doesn't remember Neverland. Wendy does, maybe does. Does Wendy remember? She, 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 sure, she yeah, sort of she does. does. She does for sure. Did she write Peter Pan? So she must have... How does Peter Pan exist in this world? So does J.M. Barry exist in this world? He must. 
They've built a statue in the middle of a park for Peter Pan. A statue outside of Wendy's house. Yes, and there's plays being performed in, in elementary schools all the world over. And yet this doesn't seem familiar to Peter Pan even. Like he himself, even though he's forgotten it, shouldn't he see a play of Peter Pan or maybe the Disney movie and think, God, this seems so familiar. I have crazy deja vu about this. So the name Wendy was inspired in real life. Wendy was J.M. Barry's young neighbor. They were friends. Okay. And was the inspiration for the name Wendy. Okay. The name Wendy didn't exist until Peter Pan. It was a mispronunciation that sounded like Wendy that inspired this name. Really? Yeah. That's true? Yeah. Well, I don't know. That might be apocryphal. It, I, but I believe, well, credit with popularizing the name Wendy. Inspired by a young girl named Margaret who called J.M. Barry Friendy, but could not pronounce her R's very well. So I guess called him Fwendy. Wendy would so does that mean in this world of hook are there the is there the fast food restaurant Wendy's does that exist yeah so what it must be is that this Wendy is supposed to be J.M. Barry's childhood friend who inspired the name Wendy and that's their connection well inspired more than that because apparently Wendy spilled her guts about what happened because this is a highly detailed story that was oh, true. Oh, right, right, right. So Jay and Barry was like, not You can't just be inspired. <laughs> so Wendy told him what happened, like, and Jay and Barry play. wrote it down. Right, like every detail. So that, Yeah, so that's exactly it then. So this is a world where Peter Pan exists. It's just that it was a true story. It's almost like the thing we were talking about, about going back in time and handing Kurt Cobain the right. sheet music to Nevermind. Right. It is. It's kind of a, it becomes a bootstrap paradox yeah. sort of thing, where it only exists because it happened. Yeah. Already. But then, why is me a street cleaner in London? Well, that gets to like... Now it's a Wizard of Oz thing. Yeah, is this like a head injury thing? Did he actually go out looking for his kids, slip on the ice, hit his head, had this bizarre hallucination that brought together people from his real life and his... Uh, A friend of mine and I were recently joking about a remake of Mrs. Doubtfire from everyone else's perspective. Oh my God. That would be so amazing. Yeah, where the makeup is terrible. Everyone knows that it's him. Right. He, he tries to murder Pierce Brosnan. He literally tries to murder Pierce Brosnan. And, and, it, then it, be... and it ends with Mrs. Doubtfire in an insane asylum talking to herself. Right. That would be great because I was just about to say this movie should – how great would Peter Pan be if it ended – or I mean not Peter Pan but Hook be if it ended with, with a close-up of, of Robin Williams' eyes and then it zooms out and he's in a straight jacket yeah. in like a mental institution – well, he, yeah, basically, he kidnapped And his, his nurse is named Wendy. Or, he, oh, yeah, it's nefarious. He got drunk and then was going to take the kids to, it wasn't, it wasn't necessarily sinister, but he's like, come on, get in the car, we're going to mm. go get some cheeseburgers. Mm-hmm. And then, so they all disappeared. The kids went back home. He passed out drunk in the car, woke up under the Peter Pan statue. The last thing he saw before he passed out was the Peter Pan statue and then had this crazy dream. Mm-hmm. And you were there, street cleaner. Gosh. I would like that so much more. <laughs> I would love a dark twist ending to this. It would, it would make it so much more bizarre and cool. How horrifying is the actual ending? So they, they, Toodles finds his marbles. Right. So imagine you're at your house, and this crazy old man suddenly starts floating into the sky. And they seem, everyone seems pleased by They're this. They're delighted. That he's just going to float. Is he just going to go up? And, he's, and then he goes and floats away. It is horrifying. Yeah, and if you think about it, he doesn't know where Neverland is. He's, he's now got Alzheimer's or whatever. He's just going to float up into the upper atmosphere and die. Horrifying. Suffocate or something. If anyone I was talking to started floating, I would mm-hmm. shit my pants. 
Right. Well, I mean, what, whatever happened to George Lucas and Carrie Fisher uh, kissing? Well, they just were spinning in the air. Like, how did yeah, they get down? Yeah. Did they, the, did yeah, they just the, drop uh, off the bridge and die? No, the space station, station mirror has to go pick them up. Right. With a hook. A space I, hook. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> wow, yeah. It's, I, 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 did, I really didn't want to watch this movie. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it was rough, man. Anyway, I'm sorry if this is a movie you hold dear. I know. We, ha- we got to be honest, man. We gotta be, I, I was thinking the whole time, like I said, we try to be positive. So the whole time watching this, I'm like, what can I say that I enjoyed about this? In fact, let's talk about what we did like about it. Um, the Play-Doh I, food? I, liked, I think the kid actor's good. Yeah. I don't know his name. The one that's in Dick Co- Tracy. Yeah, Corsmo. Something yeah, something like Charlie that. Charlie Corsmo, yes. He's good. I thought the... I like the the mermaids part a little tiny bit. Um, yeah, I, uh, Bob Hoskins put in a great. He's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, Bob Hoskins was a pretty good smee. I liked. I'll uh, say that. I liked the one lost boy who had like the plaid suit. Yeah, there was there was one. I, I like the costume design in the Lost Boys. There was a couple of the Lost Boys that were pretty cute and said some funny stuff. Yeah, the one there was like a, a little kid that defended Peter at one part and he's yelling at him and it was oh the and then there's the really little kid. Yeah. Who's like wise? Who pulls his face and goes, "It is Peter." Yeah, he's cool. That's kind of a nice moment. Yeah. The, uh, the what's the what's the uh, larger boy's name? Like Tubbutt or something? When he who ro- becomes the new head of the Lost Boys, Thudbutt. Yeah. And when he rolls as a bowling ball, that's kind of fun. It's kind of odd. That kind of <laughs> that, that kind of led into some body horror stuff. <laughs> it kind of did. It's very unnatural. <laughs> I know. I don't know who thought that was a good idea yeah. actually, but it is uh, something. Yeah. Um, the set, some of the sets were kind of cool. I liked the Pirate Town a lot. Pirate Town was really cool. It wasn't up to snuff as the Johnny Depp Pirate Town in the first parts of the Caribbean. That's a Pirate yeah. Town. I love that. But yeah. it was very similar. Yeah, yeah. And did have a little bit of an amusement park feel to it, which I enjoyed. Maggie Smith, of course. Fantastic. Wonderful, yeah. And Robin Williams. I don't know. I, I feel like a lot of this was you were working with what you were given script wise and directing wise. Cause, cause, cause like I said, on paper, these are all fantastic actors, you know? I wonder if it would have been better if they'd done the Mrs. Doubtfire thing and let Robin just improv all his lines. Oh yeah, definitely. It definitely yeah. would have been better. Yeah. Cause there are some one liners that are goofy and dumb and not cool at all. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of surprising they should have laid off the coke a bit. Is my is my yeah. final thing? Like yeah. maybe partied a little less and focused on movie making a little more. Yeah. So of course we're just joking here. We don't we don't know anything. About right. 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 By, by this point, Robin Williams was famously sober. Right. So right. just for entertainment's sake, we're saying that kind of stuff. This yeah, is an entertainment I'm, show. I'm joking around. No one actually does drugs in Hollywood. No. Um. That's it. So sorry. Sorry, yeah. kind of. Yeah, kind of sorry for a lot of things. Hope, yeah. I kind of feel like now Hook is a met, has become a metaphor for itself. What do you mean? Because it was something I found delightful as a child, and now as a anxiety ridden, grumpy old man, mm-hmm. I don't like it as much. You've kind of become you've be, you've taken the same become, journey as that Peter Pan, right? So maybe as, that makes it great. Maybe that was its intention all along. That's impressive. It is a metaphor for itself. If that's true. We actually like it because we've become the same asshole that Peter Pan became. Yeah. So what we need is something like this movie to bring us back to like, oh, there you are, Brighton. 
Yeah, what what can what can do that for us? <laughs> I don't know. I refuse. I, I I famously, famously <laughs> refuse to watch the Goonies because I'm afraid I won't like it. That one holds up. It it does. It's it's not a masterpiece, but it's still pretty good. I'm that one. Hook. I knew. I knew what was coming. But Goonies. I think you could give a shot. I hope so. Well, but. let's uh, let's shut this thing down and go have ourselves a good old fashioned cell phone duel. <laughs> right. <laughs> You crude, rude, chewed food dude. You single cell nucleus. I don't know. <laughs>